All right, it has been a long time since I've seen the first Mission Impossible movie. Uh, I remember a few distinct details, um, but I'm rewatching them all because I want to break them down minute by minute in the future. Uh, I love this opening. And the callbacks that Mission Possible Fallout makes, which, by the way, I have two Mission Possible Fallout tattoos. Uh, and the callback that Luther and Ethan do to this mission, uh, this scheme, I love that. And I'm just excited to rewatch it and get reacquainted with it. So, this I'll have a lot less to say about this movie than I will have on the later movies. But, oh, I know it's great. I know it's a good time. Which I was just listening to a part of the Light the Fuse podcast, which you should definitely check out if you haven't, but I think it was the Eddie Hamilton interview. Eddie Hamilton said that Tom Cruise will say that the audience likes to see the bad guys feel the burn or something like that. There's that reference. (laughs) And that definitely makes sense. For how they dispatch him in this one. They just drug him and put him somewhere else. Maybe they don't want to be found out. Uh, They want to put him back out into the real world or something. But I do enjoy much more in 6. The it's over when we say it's over moment. More than just drugging him and pulling him off. But I'm still digging this one.
I like that all the windows in the airplane are closed. Makes it easier on the production, and you just make it look like it's super late. So everyone wants to sleep and keep their windows closed. I wonder if this is the only time in the movies that they actually use the person's name when they say your mission should you choose to accept it. And I haven't seen the TV show. I think I saw one episode a long time ago so I can't remember if they had it more personal in the TV show and then slowly phased that out in the movies. Smoking on planes. <laughs> oh, covering up the... That's clever. Covering up the smoke coming out of the tape player. It's weird watching a mission movie which with so little music. Music is a very important part, I'm sure, in all the films, but it's much more present in Rogue Nation and Fallout. Four AM. That's oh four hundred. <laughs> right on Lakeshore Drive. 
That didn't make sense. I live in Chicago. Knowing what's about to happen, it's interesting how they chose to try to endear us to the team as fast as possible. It's interesting that uh, glasses with cameras in them still look so bulky today on the side. It's clever since they didn't have the technology as much back then, or at least it's improved so much. It's clever that they just had Tom Cruise right there, although um, that forehead makeup is insane. <laughs> I like how they kind of are doing their own play on Bond movies, giving him gadgets in the beginning, and giving us exhibition or, or set up to pay off later. It's not a cube briefing, which this just seems smoother. And also, why couldn't they just go in like that? <laughs> Like the whole team, that must be easier. You know that if the this was a current mission movie, there they wouldn't just take a picture of him and then follow him. They would try to go in and switch out the list and then follow him and get to the uh, the contact like how they tried to do in Ghost Protocol with the nuclear codes I like this point of view for Ethan. I wonder if it was a choice or they wanted to save time on doing Tom Cruise's makeup for a day.
I wonder if that, uh, like, UV light, whatever kind of thing she sprayed on him is based in reality. Or if it's pure fiction. That'd be cool. How did he know he was a sergeant? And that's a clever thing if they needed to save money on the costuming. <laughs> that is a nice shot. I like that set. So curious that they're just setting up a photo shoot. Ooh, that's a really cool set, how far it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Considering the twist later, um, John Voight's performance does not seem at all uh, sympathetic or realistic, or uh, realistic for someone who's innocent. Seems very tense, and we only get a profile shot. Throughout this sequence, mostly. My question is he he pushed himself against the wall and had a had a little nook that he could hide in. Why not just jump off the elevator? <laughs> oh, yep, yeah, that's 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 one thing I always remembered from that film. <laughs> from the first mission. John Voight is not playing innocent very well. (laughs) Great lighting. Ha, 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 ha. 
Pension for not following orders and being super intense about the mission. Now this is some good music. <laughs> oh no, he says a port. That's great. Come on, let's do some Tom Cruise running. She cut frequencies. There was someone running up the stairs. I wonder if they meant for that to be Phelps's wife. Okay, to be fair, she was out of reach. Unless she went up and nominated herself to get stabbed. Uh, not likely, but it's all good. Oh, smooth. Ah, uh, drunk dude put his hand to his ear. 
And Rogue Nation makes a reference to this. And Kidgers is coming back in 7 and 8. If they're rescheduling out the... Well, at least it's 7 and 8 hasn't messed that up. By the way, the day I'm recording this, it was announced that 7 and 8 have been moved back a few months. Considering the franchise's penchant for dangerous stunts that put Tom Cruise at risk, and this being the most dangerous stunt, putting Tom Cruise at risk, it's very interesting to see that it comes 27 minutes into the film.
Oh, damn. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I was going to say, at the beginning of the scene, Kittredge seems a lot softer than I thought he, than I remember him being. But he was acting the part well. And yeah, by the end of this, he was the hard ass that I remembered. And this is the scene that was incredibly dangerous for Tom to do. They even told him, don't move until you hear three. Move on three. And then they started the countdown and the guy goes, three, two. And Tom's just like, whoa, whoa. What? Do I go on three? What do you... What is this? Like, the guy forgot to count one, two, three. That was such a fucking great scene. I love it still.
I could get used to some of this kind of filmmaking coming back. The extreme angles. Oh, and I should have said earlier, if you're watching video and prefer audio, or vice versa, links are in the description. I love that this was the peak of technology at one point. Uh, you gotta specify the group because there's 126 results. <laughs> Crazy. I don't remember emails be having spaces in them between the Job and the three. <laughs> What's the purpose of that? Wouldn't the same email address get like 72 emails in 72 different languages? Alright. Love that spin into the Dutch angle. This is so creepy. Definitely can't see that coming in the current Mission Impossible franchise. 
Yeah, I remember that person that we saw running up the stairs while he ran down on the other side. She does a great job of acting traumatized and in shock. Max almost returned in Ghost Protocol, but they didn't. The studio wasn't willing to pay her what she deserved, according to Brad Bird, which sucks. Great music again. <laughs> Love the visual callback to that character in Ghost Protocol with the henchmen. And that as well, that mask. Again, I wonder if those POV shots were out of necessity or for the flare, but I like the flare.
<laughs> it's a shame now that her character is dead. Thanks to the continuity from Fallout. Every way to figure this all out. From anywhere between 30 seconds and 10 minutes down to 2 minutes. Uh, yeah, that's a ratcheting up of the tension.
<laughs> I love the the echo that him being in the car with the white widow has to this Clever, clever. I love that Ving Rhames has been in every single movie the only other person besides Ethan Hunt and all because he asked Tom Cruise 
why does it always have to be the brother that dies? And Tom Cruise is like, you know what? You're right. That's kind of weird. Boom. Best question any actor has ever asked. (laughs) And clever way to get that traitor on the right. by looking up disavowed agents and local and maybe she guided his the choice for him I like their reason for <laughs> getting Ving Rhames because they wanted to go against type for the hacker cliche for the time and even for today sometimes. what Claire tells him about him. <laughs> Still love that song. Fine. Well, luckily, the air conditioning shafts are huge.
I can't remember how they trick the heat sensor alarm. Clever to set a, that up, the worry about the sweat later with him. Hell yeah! Dunna! Dun 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 That's not suspicious. <laughs> Gosh, the lighting in this scene is fucking magnificent. <laughs> Wait, was that a mask? Is he wearing a mask? I don't think so. I don't remember. Uh, I think I remember how they overcome the heat sensor issue. That split diopter shower is great. And yeah, now I remember why they were focusing on that guy. Yeah, nice pen.
So suction cups obviously make more sense, but I wonder if the gloves in Ghost Protocol were inspired by that suction cup sequence. Ah, I was wondering why there were two things that she needed to do. That's hilarious. I'm telling you, it's been a while since I've seen this. Alright. Since we're in... The, the quiet sequence, I want to mention that I bought the six-movie collection of Blu-ray and digital copies on Black Friday, even though I don't need it. So, it's not a huge focus, but if you want one of these Blu-ray discs or a digital copy, all you got to do is put any money towards the Patreon, even for just a month, and... Uh, I'll tell you what I got still available, and if you want one of the physical Blu-rays, I'll mail it to you. If you want one of the digital copies, I'll send you a picture. But that's links. Link is in the description. And I'm gonna be honest; I completely forgot about the temperature thing. I remember he got sick and was feverish, the dude. But I forgot that that was an actual thing. That they needed to overcome.
I want just one more sequence like this in the upcoming movies. Just playing with silence. Some more playing with espionage in the fields, kind of thing. I can't remember, was that just to keep them away and busy, or to make them not worry about the temperature if he seems feverish? I'm guessing just to keep them away. genuinely love his ballet shoes and god damn that just is a feat of physical strength and mastery over your own body that is just insane but hey it's Sam Cruz that's the least he's able to do <laughs> Are they pumping in cold air or are they just hacking a little bit? I think they're pumping in cold air.
setting up the two discs for later. Split diapter shot. <laughs> it's crazy how they were just like this is a cool thing gotta make sure to not touch the floor this is how we show that and it became so iconic also he kept hitting his head so he had them put British pound coins in his heels and then they finally got it Spent <laughs> after shot. This isn't my big gulp. You have that authority at a spy agency and you just decide to put your fingerprints all over the knife.
Hey, those firefighters took that red, that lady in the red dress, took her off, and she started putting on a yellow jumper. And now Fallout is shouting out this moment or referencing this moment. I know what you're thinking. They might just be here for me. But I want something from you. So I'm the only one you can trust to get you out of here alive. With the way it went up. Dumbest thing Krieger could do, though, is give up. <laughs> it's very convincing, though. I, I'll, yep, I remembered that scene. Hmm. <laughs> 
All right, so they're endearing us to the team. Played two roles. I like that. Bad guy was her call. I wonder if we do what we have to do for our friends in Rogue Nation was a reference to this. I know that Christopher McQuarrie said he did a lot of referencing and loving homages throughout the series when he did Rogue Nation. That's fucking awesome. Foundation for a wonderful friendship.
<laughs> Smart. I like that Ethan's filling in his lie for him. Smart to let him do that. <laughs> now I'm very interested to see this next sequence, which I remember the first time I watched it didn't translate well for me. Though I knew what they were going for because I think I had learned about it before seeing the movie. But it is an interesting execution.
love the double play of that. What he is actually asking that. Well, what he makes Jim think. And then... I wonder if Henry Cavill saying his speech, explaining why Ethan would defect is really just exposition for his own motives. If you're listening to this on audio, I know I'm not talking a lot, but it's just so captivating. So far from what we actually have today in like a fallout, but still fits in the franchise and it's just so good. Honey, I kissed another man's knuckles. 
<laughs> they did something similar in Ghost Protocol. Where they got the person hunting Ethan to catch up with him. To see that he's innocent. And of course, Phelps said, uh, <laughs> said that no guns were allowed on here, and he's putting together that gun. Nice job, Luther. Wonder where he would have died originally in the film. Shall left on your seat, Luther. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That's all you needed. You could have just taken taken the mask off. That's so gross. Shit. 
Great way to tell him a sensible problem and gives him the heads up. <laughs> the fact that they did this all in a wind tunnel is freaking amazing. Actually replicating the wind speeds. Don't get cocky. <laughs>
<laughs> Bring that theme back. Makes sense with Widow. My Widow, she's... She connects a buyer with a seller. With how groovy this song is at the end, I'm not surprised they went for something a little more extreme in this direction for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> 
School Beans, uh, directed by Brian De Palma, with like 75 different writers. They tried doing this a bunch. This is a, a franchise that Tom Cruise is very interested in, and it's evolved greatly, and it's one of my favorite franchises. I have the two Fallout tattoos, like I said. And, yeah, I'm just going to see you in Mission Impossible 2. Like I said, if you want one of these Blu-rays that I got in this collection or a digital code, the Blu-rays mailed to you, the digital code sent a picture of, just throw any amount of money towards the Patreon. Let's do this. Thank you so much, Movie Dumpers. Also, there was a weird part where the movie paused uh, during the train scene where he had just revealed that he wasn't Phelps, where Ethan Hunt took off his mask, so I'm hoping to try to time it right so that it all matches up and you never even noticed. But if it's a little off, apologies.